0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the bread, I want. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No less to grow slack. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger and where I learn how to be an overcomer. We we confess that at the very beginning of the class because there's no need in waiting until you're halfway through the class to start believing that (laughs) and warming up to it, no. Time is important and precious, and so uh, the purpose of of Faith School is just what we said for us to get built up and for us to develop and grow. Uh, The Master said, uh, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Just like your body has to have fuel, it has to have nourishment. Or it'll cease to function. It'll get weaker and weaker, and you won't, you know, you get to where you wouldn't be able to sit up in a chair, walk across a room if you never ate. And spiritually, you can just get weaker and weaker and weaker if you don't get fed. And not just anything will feed and nourish your spirit. Even there's a lot of teaching and preaching that doesn't feed and build up your spirit because it depends on what's being preached and what spirit it's of, and where it comes from. There's a lot of things that, you know, teaching and preaching, uh, uh, that's not based on the Bible. It's just people's opinion, people's unscriptural experiences, and that kind of thing. And so that's why we, uh, we want to stay really close to the, the Bible, to the Word of God. We want to rely on the Holy Spirit, who's the author of the book. And you can tell... When it's his words anointed by his spirit, because it's not just dull, boring, logging information in your head and in, in intellectual, it quickens your spirit. It it, it it ministers life to your inner being, nourished up in the words of faith, built up. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Get your Bible. <laughs> get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us and let's believe the Lord for that today. Father, we are so glad, so grateful, so thankful that we belong to you, that you are our God, you are our faithful Father, you are everything that we will ever need and more. Thank you for being so good and gracious to us. We reach out to you today And we say, give us this day our daily bread and our spiritual bread. And open our eyes and ears and hearts to see, hear, and understand and receive. And we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the thanks. We'll give you the glory. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look, please, in our great textbook uh, in 1 John, the uh, fifth chapter, We've been on a series for some weeks now that we're calling Faith That Overcomes. And if you're just now joining us for the first time, you can go online, faithschool.org and um, uh, look up the series, you know, Faith That Overcomes, and you can watch all the previous lessons and messages, and you can go back before that. There's a whole lot of Uh, messages, ministry on faith, won't cost you anything. There's no charge. And it'll help you to build up, to catch up with where we are now, because this is built on that. Uh, 1 John 5 and 1 says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him that beget loves him that is begotten of him. Not everybody is born of God. Uh, you must be a believer. You must receive what the Lord has done, and you must confess Him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, the scripture goes on to say in verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Well, it's obvious that not everybody's overcoming all the problems and stuff that's in the world. A whole lot of people are being overcome. They are Not victorious, they are defeated. They're not overcoming, they're overcome. But whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's who we are. Whether we act like it or not, if we're born of God, our spiritual makeup, I mean, who are we born of? (laughs) Of God. Well, there's nothing weak in him. There's nothing defeated in him. There's no failure in him. So if I am, uh, as they used to say about children, you know, a chip off the old block. Well, he ain't the old block, but you know what I'm talking about. If, If I am a child of God, a son of God, how can I be a failure and be born of him? Well, that'd be something I'm doing apart from him. Because if I act like who I am and let who I am manifest, that'll be victorious. That'll be an overcomer. He that's whatever's born of God overcomes the world. And then he, he goes on to say how this is accomplished. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, many have seen faith. As a theological position, people will say, what faith are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what faith are you? You know, well, I'm this, well, I'm that. And a lot of times folks, they don't know. They wouldn't know what to say. And uh, and I, I've heard people say, well, you know, I was, I was born in the U.S., so I guess I'm a Christian. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Being born in a country doesn't make you, so it doesn't give you faith. And... Um, No, when when the Bible's talking about faith, it's not just talking about a theological position. It's not talking about an association with a group. It's talking about living trust in the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody said out loud, living trust trust in the living living God. See, this is not intellectual. This is not reason this is uh, this is not just mental knowledge this is just like that you have a relationship with a human person and you get to know them and you either trust what they tell you or you don't and uh, relationships are not static they are active they are ongoing and uh, you you know you can be around people a long time and not know some things about them or uh, and, and with God, he is, there is so much to learn about Him. I mean, in this whole lifetime, you can learn a lot about Him, and you've still just begun. But He is one who is faithful. He is the faithful God Amen. who keeps covenant, hallelujah, hallelujah, to a thousand generations, hallelujah. the Scripture said. You know, that means that uh, uh, the Lord remembers people who were faithful to him, even in dealing with their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. That's what that means. Uh, Man, the the greatest thing, the wisest thing you ever did for your family was go all the way with God. I'm talking about follow him fully, find and fulfill and do his plan for your life even if he tarries his coming after you're gone from the earth, he'll still remember it in dealing with your children, your grandkids, your great grandkids. He'll never forget it. He'll never forget it that you listened to him, that you obeyed him, that you followed him. It'll not only benefit you in this life, it'll benefit your children, your descendants. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. So whatever's born of God Overcomes the world. Is that you? Yes. Are you born of God? Yes. Say it out loud I'm born, of God, I'm born of God. And I'm a born overcomer. I'm I'm born a born born. overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And how do you do it? How do you do it day in, day out? This is the victory that overcomes the whole world, even my faith. Hallelujah. Go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Because Romans 10 goes into detail about how uh, one is born of God, born from above, born again, and he he says in Romans 10, and so much of these passages, in so much of them, there are quotations from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. And if you neglect your Old uh, Testament, you're really... At a disadvantage, because I mean, half the New Testament you won't know what they're talking about, because mm-hmm. they're continually the Holy Spirit is continually making reference to what He said in Genesis, Numbers, Exodus. The list goes on. So uh, in Romans ten, there's quotation uh, from the Old Testament right here in verse six. Don't say in your heart, "Who will ascend into heaven?" To bring Christ down from above. That's an explanation, a New Testament explanation of that phrase. Verse 7, or who shall descend into the deep? That's an Old Testament quote. That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. That's a New Testament explanation (laughs) of that reference. Verse 8, but what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you'll confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed, shall not be disappointed. Verse uh, 14 says, well, how shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? They can't. How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? They won't. How shall they hear without a preacher? They can't. How shall they preach except they be sent? They can't. As it is written, again, here's a quote from the Old Testament, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, the word gospel is used, it's misused, it's misused, and some, if you ask people, what, what does gospel mean? A lot of people don't have a clue. It's just a, a popular term. A lot of times people associate it with truth. They'll say, that's the gospel truth. And that is accurate. The gospel is truth. But that's not literally what the word means. The word, some, a lot of church going people will say, well, it's good news. And that's accurate. Uh, but the, also the word news, that you, you won't find that word as often in, in the scripture. You'll find the word uh, tidings, which is the same thing. You'll find the word report, which is repeated in this phrase. So the gospel is uh, the, I'm not just saying good news, the good news. It's also the good tidings. It's also the good report. And here he gives a further definition of it. The gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Glad news of good things. That's the gospel. He goes on to say, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Here he calls the gospel our report, the report that they're giving. Now, the reason I go over this, we've, we went over this in previous weeks, but it, it bears a lot of repetition, is because there are many voices in the world saying different things, and they are giving their take are their report, their analysis, their belief, their assessment, their view. And so many of these reports are bad reports, right? I mean, if you listen to them, they're, you know, everything's going down, everything's going uh, to destruction, there's no hope, there's no way out bad news, bad report, and if you listen to that and keep listening to that, it will rob you of your confidence. It'll rob you of your faith, and if it robs you of your faith, it also at the same time robs you of your joy, robs you of your peace, and so it matters what we listen to. And see, here the prophet was saying, Lord, who has believed our report? Uh, You know, just because you don't believe it, that doesn't mean it's not true. And just because you don't know it, that doesn't mean it isn't true. Uh, But hearing the good report, hallelujah, when you hear it, something inside you jumps up. And goes, yay, (laughs) this is right, this is true. That is your spirit bearing witness. And the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit. And it's quickening and alive. And so you want to reject the bad report and turn it off. And you want to hear the good report and say, tell me that again. (laughs) Is that right? And hear it again. And again, isn't that what the next phrase says? Uh, Verse 16, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by what? By hearing, hearing by the word of God, or as Young's literal translation says, faith comes by a report. And the report by the saying of God, what God has said. Hearing and hearing. Hearing what? The report and the report. Of what God has said. Do I need to hear what God has said? That's how faith comes. And how do I overcome the world? My faith. How do I get my faith? By hearing what he has said. And if I, and faith is the same in nature. But it must be developed in every area. What I mean by that is my faith can be strong in one area. And, and absolutely no faith in another area, depending on what I've fed on. There's a lot of people that have gone to church and they have heard about heaven, they've heard about salvation, they've heard about eternal life and name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so their faith is strong in that. That when they die, uh, they'll not be lost, they'll not go to destruction. Uh, They're confident in that, they sleep good at night about that, but if it comes to faith for receiving a healing in their body or faith to get a bill paid and financial need, no faith at all because that's never preached where they go to church. And and so if if you don't think that way, even if you read the Bible, you'll read right over it. You won't notice it because you're not looking for it. You're not expecting it. The Bible said, seek and you shall find. What does that mean? You'll find what you're looking for. And when you're looking for the goodness of God, oh, it's all through the word. It's on every page. Amen. But some people, all they hear is, whoa, woe, woe unto thee. And all they hear is judgment. And judgment is real. But that's not all there is in the Word of God. But then all they're looking for is judgment. So they'll read right over passages telling them how good God is and what He wants for them and, all, and skip down to the woe. Oh, there's some more woe. Woe. No, God is a good God. Hallelujah. And if you'll listen to Him, you don't have to be concerned about the woe. That's for somebody else. you with me, class? No, God is a good God, and his gospel is good news, glad news of all the good things our good God has given us in Christ. Can you say, I believe the gospel? I believe the gospel. Go with me, please, to Numbers, the 13th chapter. Numbers chapter 13, we've been looking at this, and this is so rich because uh, it, it just doesn't get any better and clearer in the word as showing the difference between faith and unbelief. The good report and the bad report as these uh, passages and these kind of passages. What had happened is uh, God's people, it goes back all the way to Abraham. Abraham was called the friend of God, was in covenant with God. And God told him that he would give to his uh, descendants the land that he had seen. He actually told him uh, when it would be, uh, four centuries from then, that some things would happen. You know, that's one thing we, we, we must remind ourselves, we are of such few days. And God, the scripture says, with him a thousand years is like a watch of the night, like last night or like a day. And um, so, uh, you know, 50 years is nothing in his sight. A hundred years is is nothing in, in his sight. And so he says something. And just because you don't see it all happen by the end of the week, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right? <laughs> we, we must uh, learn uh, through faith and patience, faith and perseverance, uh, you lay hold. And so, sure enough, even though they wound up in Egyptian bondage, some 400 years later, uh, they're crying out to God. It finally got, in the, in the beginning days, jo- during Joseph's time, it wasn't like that. But as the years went by, uh, the Egyptians became their oppressors and and they became their slaves and their property and they mistreated them and they uh, overburdened them and pushed them and oppressed them and, and so they cried out to God and he heard them hallelujah. hallelujah and he sent Moses and Aaron and he delivered them through spectacular signs and wonders it it not only did it shake the the most powerful empire of the world brought it to its knees. They were never going to let the Jewish people go, but they did. And that word went all over. It went all over the known world, what had happened in Egypt with all those signs and wonders. Everybody heard about Jehovah God and what he had done. And so now... They are out of slavery. They have come to the place where God has said, I've picked out a land, Canaan land, the land that flows with milk and honey. Uh, uh, Go up and possess it. And so they sent the 12 spies in and they came back to give the report. Do you hear the word? The report. And Numbers 13 and verse uh, 25 they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. They went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word to them. That's the report. And unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, we came to the land where you sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it just like what God had said. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. They they found out that it's just like God told them as far as it being good. When God tells you something's good, can you count on that? Absolutely. But now, he, he had already told them, though they didn't understand the full import of what he said. He had already told them that the Jebusites, the, uh, the Hivites, and all those folks were there. If you go back in this previous scripture, scriptures, Exodus, and whatever, he had told them that. And yet it hadn't dawned on them really what that meant until the spies went over there and they saw this place is occupied <laughs> This place is populated and not just with weak people, walled cities and even giants, giants. And so it hit them, this is not going to be easy. And I think that's, well, I don't think, I know that happens (laughs) all the time today. People have not understood that living by faith does not mean everything's going to be easy. Oh, class, are y'all awake? This is a big uh, confusion and issue with a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on grace. And grace is one of the most wonderful things you could talk about. Everything that we ever need has already been given to us by grace. Grace. But that doesn't mean it'll just fall on you automatically, just like the promised land it's been given, but it must be possessed, and that's where you be when you start to lay hold of it to possess it with your faith, then you realize, man, there's opposition <laughs> man there's there's stuff trying to keep me out of this. there's stuff trying to prevent me. From enjoying this. Yeah. It's called the devil. It's called the world. It's the world we live in. And that is. But that is such a shock to people. That they go. Oh I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm a faith person. I mean. This is not supposed to be happening to me. No honey. We're just now finding out. If you have any faith. <laughs> faith. Some people have thought living by faith. Meant never having to use their faith. No. It was when they came face to face with the giants and the occupation of the enemy and the contradictions, that's when most of them just wilted and just drew back and said, we can't do it. And that was not God's plan. That was not God's will. He knew they were going to need his help. He got them this far. Could he get them the rest of the way? Well, we see the next generation, he brought them right in. So we know it could happen. No, friend, just because there's some opposition, just because there's some contradictions, just because it doesn't all just fall on you at once doesn't mean God hasn't already given it to you. Hallelujah, if he gave it to you, It belongs to you. And if Jesus thought enough of us to do what he did, to buy, to pay for it, then I'm going to set my face and I'm going after it. And whatever it takes, and as long as it takes, I'm going to have it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to enjoy what he has given to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to overcome the world. How am I going to overcome the world? Even my faith. And our time's up today. Said out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith. Overcome the world by faith, I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Yes, you are. Don't let the enemy tell you anything else about it. Uh, come back tomorrow, there's a lot more to see. We'll see you soon, back here in Faith School. I've got-